This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, giving you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, and thankfully, I am over my Monday blues. Yesterday, we had, uh, you know, Monday, and we finally could relate to the memes of, you know, the rest of the world when they said, you know, the Monday blues and Monday uh, you know, it was a depressing day, and it was a little bit depressing, believe it or not. But ladies and gentlemen, today is Tuesday. we got a couple more days left until we hit Friday. But ladies and gentlemen, in the news today, we're talking about UAE and how it is launching a new mobile service that will display identities of private companies. Do you ever get a random call at like 4 a.m. and you don't know who it is? You're like, who's calling me at this time? Well, you won't have to go through it any longer because... The UAE has launched that new mobile service. We're also talking about how a South Korean agritech firm is going to develop a functional crops right here in the UAE. We do know farming and technology, especially agritech, is becoming very well, you know, uh, sprouting actually right here in the UAE. And, you know, the South Korean tech company is jumping into it as well and for our tech this out segment ladies and gentlemen we're talking about the world's first wooden satellite that is planned in japan for a 2023 launch a wooden satellite going all the way to space what is that all about well you have to tune in to know all about that and for our gadget of the day ladies and gentlemen we're talking about samsung's new tv remote that uses radio waves from your router to stay charged and Last but not least, we're talking about Tesla and how it's going to recall around 200,000 cars in China over a collision risk. This just puts another nail in the coffin. When it does come to Tesla, Tesla has been under fire recently. And Elon Musk, well, he doesn't have a lot to say. Ladies and gentlemen, do keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. But we're going to leave you with Carry Me Away by John Mayer. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever faced the problem where someone in random is calling you at like 4 a.m. and you don't know who the number is and you Google search the number and it doesn't come out? And you're like, man, who could this be calling me at this time where it doesn't even have to be at 4 a.m. at any random time? And sometimes, you know, I wouldn't want to answer, but I do have to answer because... I have the fear of missing out. I want to know who's who's calling me. What if it's like what if like I won a million dollars, right? You you never know. But ladies and gentlemen, right here in the UAE, they have launched a new mobile service that will display identities of private companies. Now that new feature will recognize caller IDs even if that number is not saved on the mobile phone. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Telecommunications and Digital Government Regulatory Authority TDRA has initiated a new new feature that will identify the caller's name, landline, or mobile number of private companies on mobile phones. Now, the TDRA did take it to social media and posted a video with the quote with the caption saying, now hashtag, hashtag Kashif is available for all. Now, the post also did state that the service will be applied on a gradual basis during the coming period. Now, the initiative is called the Cashif Initiative and will recognize the incoming caller IDs 
even if the number is not on the mobile phone. Now, that new feature will reduce the number of anonymous callers received by the residents and do provide information of the caller's contact before responding to the incoming call because sometimes the bank would call me and I would be a little bit busy, but I wouldn't notice the bank calling me. And when I answer, it's like, hey, honey, it's your bank. And uh, we want to talk to you talk to you about a couple of things. And I'm like, uh, I appreciate it, but uh, I'm kind of busy right now. So having a caller ID and especially, you know, when it does come to private companies and uh, you will always know who's calling you and you will know if you're going to answer or not. How many times I've answered a call that I didn't want to answer just because I didn't know who the person was. And, you know, having this initiative right here is called the Cash If Initiative and recognizing, you know, the incoming caller IDs is very important. And, you know, these anonymous calls, sometimes they do get a little bit annoying. But now we will have full transparency on who's calling us, whether it's a landline number or a mobile phone. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, let us know. Have you ever had an anonymous call and you were like, man, who is this? Happens to me a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Agritech right here in the UAE, how a South Korean company has dipped its hands into it as well. We're going to leave you with the song, If It Ain't Got You, by Alicia Keys. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, when it does come to technology, it isn't only confined to mobile phones, computers, tablets, or even space. We're also talking about, ladies and gentlemen, how technology can be implemented and can be used very well in farming. Because, ladies and gentlemen, a South Korean agritech firm is going to develop functional crops right here in the UAE. Now, a South Korean agritech firm has announced plans to launch a nutritionally enhanced crops in the UAE after unveiling a new research and development project in the capital of the UAE, Abu Dhabi. Now, the Seoul-based Nthing has partnered with Smart Acres, which is the UAE's latest vertical farm, to launch the R&D project with 10 40-foot containers in the capital of the UAE, Abu Dhabi. Now, the purpose of this project will enable an extensive product portfolio and achieve crop improvement by producing higher yields and even enhancing nutritional quality. Now, throughout the use of biotechnology, Nthing, which is the South Korean company, is said to commit to reinvesting and focusing its efforts in implementing R&D technology to build a long-term and sustainable partnership with the UAE. Now, in collaboration with Smart Acres, the R&D unit will focus on developing crops with enhanced nutritional qualities, particularly for patients with severe diabetes, heart conditions, and even kidney disease. Now, the new R&D function does also aim to develop recipes for various types of crops, such as low potassium, low nitrate, and lettuce as well. Now, since its inception, Smart Acres has successfully produced a line of fresh nutrient-dense greens for UAE residents and businesses alike. Now, sometimes people, you know, they want whole foods. They want, uh, I remember in the States, uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a supermarket called Whole Foods Market. And the, it was so expensive because it was, so, it was whole foods. And, you know, anyone, everyone wanted to go there, but they wouldn't buy, you know, 
everything from there. They would ju- just buy certain products that are known to have, you know, this high nitrate in it. But right here in the UAE, we're looking at how agritech, uh, agri-tech firms are putting their hands together and producing crops that are friendly for us as well. Now, recently, this company has harvested mature species of lettuce that does exceed industrial target weights for vertical farming, which, by the way, is a rare achievement among all vertical farms in the GCC region. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Anthing did formally launch operations in the UAE in 2020 after successfully completing its proof of concept in Abu Dhabi in partnership with Smart Acres. Now, this isn't the first time we've heard of Agritech in the UAE. A lot of companies are now jumping on the bandwagon to produce more Agritech and have more technology induced with farming. And it does go in support with local farmers as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, what do you think about Agritech? Are you with it? Or are you against it? Our text lines are open. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about the world's first wooden satellite that is planned in Japan for a 2023 launch. Why are they good at going wooden? Could it be to be sustainable? Who knows? Well, I do know. So do keep Pulse 95 locked. We're going to be right back. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tech This South segment where we bring you guys the craziest stories that are shaping the headlines when it does come to technology. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the world's first wooden satellite that is planned in Japan for a 2023 launch. Now, a plan is underway in Japan to launch the world's first wooden satellite in 2023. Now, as its development team does aim to harness the environmental friendliness and low cost of wood in space development. Now, I did have a hunch that the main reason behind this was, you know, obviously to be more environmentally friendly. Now, a satellite whose exterior is made out of completely wood will burn up, actually, uh, you know, upon re-entering the Earth's atmosphere after the end of its operation, which will actually give less burden on the environment. That is according to the team compromised by Kyoto University and Sumitomo Forestry. And again, we are always looking at how space debris has been becoming an issue. Space pollution has been have been has been an issue. We have more than 30,000 satellites uh, revolving the Earth or rotating the Earth as I speak. And, you know, some of these satellites, once they're done with their mission, they are stuck in space or they are kept in space. And they fall, you know, within time, within a couple of years, they'll fall as the gravity does pull them back. And boop, they re-enter Earth's atmosphere. And sometimes they end up in the ocean. And sometimes they end up in someone's house. But with a wooden exterior, it would burn up on re-entry. And then, you know, would be less of a burden to, you know, take care of. Now, in addition to being environmentally friendly... It will be cheaper to make than using aluminum, which is the current mainstream material for satellites. And that is because electromagnetic waves can penetrate wood and the satellite can contain an antenna inside. Now, the planned satellite will be a cube with a 10 centimeter size and it with and outside it will be covered in wood and solar cells and, and will hold an electronic substrate inside as well. So wooden satellites might become a new thing. We might just have wooden satellites 
for those uh, quick missions that will re-enter re-enter the Earth's atmosphere and burn up. But for more high tech and more things that we want to be in space and for years and years to come, we might be looking at using, you know, aluminum, the, the, the normal old fashioned material that a lot of space agencies are using right now. But, you know, when, when we say wooden satellite, I don't know why it reminds me of George, uh, George Washington, believe it or not. Now, George Washington had wooden teeth and at that time it was revolutionary and Right now, a wooden satellite is a revolutionary. That is just crazy how wood can be used in many different things and even now as a satellite. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, what do you think about using a wooden satellite? And would you use anything else that would be wooden? You know what I like using wood as? I like having wooden, uh, wooden pens. Wooden pens have a pencil pen type of feel, but everything you write in it is permanent. Hey, John, we are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Samsung and their new TV remote that uses radio waves from your router to stay charged. we got a lot coming in store for you guys, so do keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with, and Samsung is hitting the headlines once again as we are talking about Samsung's new TV remote that uses radio waves from your internet router to stay charged. Now, that Eco remote still charges from solar energy too as well. Now, we do know that CES is always a moment when companies reiterate their dedication to environmental causes and do trumpet their latest and more efficient products and packaging. Now, Samsung has took it to CES and introduced a solar-powered Eco remote for 2021 TVs and Samsung is back again with a new version that does come with a pretty fascinating trick. Now like the previous Eco remote, this one can be charged with solar energy, but Samsung has also added a new feature, RF harvesting capabilities that will let the remote preserve its charge by collecting routers, radio waves and then converting them into energy. Now that is pretty neat if you ask me. Now you won't see this in many gadgets mostly because it's really only practical for those low power devices but remotes also you know and certainly fall into that category. Now we do know that a battery on remote will last a while. It will last a couple of I'm gonna go <laughs> stretching all the way to years of, 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 of a battery remote. I don't know when's the last time I changed the remote, the battery on my remote, or my TV remote. But again, we're looking at, you know, aside from the new RV, RF harvesting option, the Eco Remote can also be charged from both outdoor and indoor light. And for obviously for the fastest results, you can, you know, charge the, the remote over USB-C. Now, Samsung does say it's going to introduce a white model of the remote this year which the company says is meant to better complement its lifestyle and the TVs like Frame, Serif, and even Cero. Now, Samsung has been, you know, taking the approach of solar energy, solar-powered phones for quite some time, uh, sorry, to remotes for quite some time now. And this new technology is groundbreaking. You know, let's say you have an internet router, a router in your home. Now that produces radio waves. So what the remote will do will 
intercept any radio waves being transmitted from your router to any type of device and then store those radio waves and convert them into energy so the remote can be powered by it. Now, if that isn't crazy technology, I don't know what is because, ladies and gentlemen, imagine that is basically wireless technology, wireless charging. And we do know at one point in time, we do want to, you know, implement wireless charging on our phones as well. Have like one brick in our house that charges all of our devices. That would be pretty cool. And I'm waiting for the day where, you know, we're not confined to wires. And all we do, all we need is just, you know, like an, a power outlet or a, a device that will charge all of our phones and devices. Now, as for the original remote, the intention here is to obviously ditch the AAA batteries. And Samsung has actually previously estimated that switching to solar powered remotes could actually avoid 99 million discard batteries over the course of seven years. Now, Samsung has also explored other ways of self-charging the internal battery, such as harnessing the kinetic energy that is created when the remote is shaken. Now, and it does also want to use the vibrational energy that's created when the microphone does pick up a sound, but this time around it is settling and adding RF harvesting as another way to keep the clicker functioning whenever you need it. Now, you know, I think that Samsung has taken the approach of, you know, being environmentally friendly and 99 million discard batteries is not a small number. It's a huge number. And if we can eliminate that in seven years and have everything be powered off solar energy or even this RF harvesting technology, that would save a lot of us, you know, money. That's number one, because we won't have to keep buying batteries. And number two is good for the environment. And if it's good for the environment, it's good for me. But ladies and gentlemen, you know what is not good for you, Tesla, because we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about Tesla and how it's going to recall around 200,000 cars. Why? Well, China has the answer. Keep Pulse 95 locked because I'm going to be right back. Check this out. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about the Teslas. Now, Teslas were cars that were supposed to be, you know, the simplistic car that solved all our problems. It was electric. That means you wouldn't have to pay for petrol anymore. It was supposed to drive you to and come back from work. Autonomous driving. It was supposed to be that car. And for a while, it did live up to the expectations, but... Within time, the more people started using Teslas, the more they realized that it isn't as good as they think it is. And now Tesla will recall around 200,000 cars in China over a collision risk. Now, Tesla is recalling almost 200,000 vehicles in China over problems with trunk and front hoods that raise the risk of collisions. Now, a state regulator did say on Friday that hours after a similar recall was announced in the United States. Now, Tesla has been under fire for quite a while now, and moreover, Elon Musk has been under fire. Now, this order is the latest blow to the American self-driving car pioneer, which is, by the way, very popular in China, although the firm's reputation has take, taken a hit this year following a spate of crashes, scandals, and data security concerns. Now, there was a lot of scandals, a lot of security concerns regarding Tesla this year, or sorry, last year, 2021, 
And China's state administration for market regulation did say that, that the defects could affect the vehicle's backup camera or even cause the hoods to open suddenly while driving. Now, the move does cover three batches of cars that were produced between 2015 and 2020. So that's basically everyone who has a, who has a Tesla because Tesla's kind of, you know, popped off in 2015 all the way to 2020 and, you know, we're still going on. Now, we do know that Elon Musk's electric vehicle company will start inspecting their cars for free and fix the issues. And the recall does include around 19,700 Model S cars that could have that large problem with the front hood and around 180,000 Model 3 vehicles. In the Model 3 cars, repeated opening and closing of the trunk may damage a cable for the rear view camera. So you won't have a rear view camera. And for the hood, that is even worse. Now, this will obviously affect the driver's vision when reversing and even in extreme cases will increase the risk of collision. Now, that Chinese notice did come hours after U.S. authorities said Tesla was recalling almost 500,000 vehicles in the country due to similar problems. Now, Tesla did estimate that just 1% of the recalled Model 3 vehicles do contain the problem and the company knew of no related crash or even injury. That is according to the U.S. safety regulator. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that Tesla has been under fire for quite some time now and has been taking a lot of hits when it does come to PR. Elon Musk himself has been doing a lot of controversial stuff when it did come to cryptocurrencies and even when it did come to his SpaceX venture. Now, what does this mean for Tesla? We do know that a lot of vehicles or a lot of automakers are now coming out and saying that their car can beat Tesla. And one of them being Lucid Group. Lucid Group's cars are off the chain. And I've been looking at Lucid Cars and it is also a US-based company and they're doing great and their stock market is going crazy. It's ridiculous how Lucid has took the market by storm. And just to put things into, you know, comparison or and you know, uh, consideration, imagine this, right? Saudi Arabia actually put $2 billion into Lucid, and now that $2 billion investment has reached $20 billion. So we're looking at, you know, 10 times their initial investment. So if Lucid, Lucid doesn't seem like a very adamant startup, then I don't know what is. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. With all these new vehicles or new automakers coming out and saying that they can mimic Tesla and be even better... And with Tesla taking so many hits, PR-wise, car-wise, and even a lot of people are saying Teslas aren't that good. 4215, let me know your guys' thoughts. But ladies and gentlemen, this does bring Future Talk to an end. I will be seeing you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.